welcome back to yet another episode of the Snug Dan Nerdcast. I'm Kevin, and I've got Danny sitting across the table from me. I am grooving right now. I'm cold, so I'm trying to warm up, he and is. I'm doing that by dancing. I see him like doing his little dancey dance across. We were just the talking table about here. music a second ago. <laughs> uh, we were talking about Green Day and how they've changed a little bit from their old musical style, at least from what I've heard. I I haven't checked out their newer stuff really. I've heard a couple of them, and it's it is a little bit different, yeah. It's a little different, yeah. So. And I, you know, I'm a huge Green Day fan, so. Anyway, yeah, it's cold in here. Um, saving <laughs> Sorry, on electricity. I keep, <laughs> I keep my house a good like 64 degrees during the winter. I no, you know what? I prefer that. Like, I kind of hate it when people's houses are like 78 degrees uh, because I'm like, uh, you know, it's a lot easier to warm up than to cool down. Mm-hmm. My parents don't understand that concept. I don't know why <laughs> their house is always freezing. Um, and I'm like, you know, you guys can like, you guys can like, or I mean, their house is always hot as shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, you guys can just turn that off, save on electricity, wrap yourself up in a blanket or a snuggie or whatever, and you're golden. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, mine is, mine is set. Actually, I think right now it's set to like 58, but it's not set to start like cooling the house until it hits like 70 or 72 yeah see and for most people or apparently most people that's comfortable is 72 but that's too hot for me so like, yeah, i just, set my car to 72 <laughs> i have i have woken up in the morning and it has been 64 in the house and i've been like why is it so hot in this house uh, i naturally I run that, super dude. hot <laughs> me too. yeah me too and like sleeping especially like last night i was sweating last night yep. and it was it was what 45 degrees out something like that something, it was, yeah, something it cold. um how you doing today kevin tell the tell I'm, the peeps i am vibing i'm chilling me too um, i'm pretty tired but that's you know that's how it goes <laughs> when you generally sacrifice your weekends to do more work so yeah we're recording this on a on a sunday yep. if that hopefully doesn't give away too much and uh because we're uh, I'll take the blame because I was so tired, so just not in it this week. Um, it like here, a, here. <laughs> it was like a weird mixture, like yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I, uh, I just I had topics, but I wanted a little more time to get some more interesting ones um, because Kevin and I went and saw a movie together with our friends, so we we have one I'm sure that we could share on. Um, I figured we'd probably end up touching on it. So, oh, for sure, I want to talk about it because yeah. it's a good movie. I didn't count that one as one of my topics when I was doing them, just because oh, I was good. like, yeah, we'll probably talk about it, but eh, I'm gonna focus on this other stuff. Yeah, and um, uh, so I'll take the blame for it because I, I was the one that was like, Kevin, I don't want to, I don't want to talk today. <laughs> I was like, I'm not in the mood for a podcast, but I, talk I am to today. You, Kevin, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's that Danny leaving that we always talk about. Um. Uh. <laughs> but today I feel great. I feel much more awake and alive. Um, and mm-hmm. I'll have this edited tonight and uploaded that. Monday morning. <laughs> I have to be at work at four. Oh, so I got to make sure that I am proactive about everything. tonight. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me choke on my coffee for a second. <laughs> um, so what are you going to like after we finish, go home, take a nap, uh, wake up like three hours before your shift, edit set to post and then work. <laughs> that'd be really funny <laughs> uh probably go home edit schedule and then whatever the fuck i else i can figure out you know like it, this is tough because 4 a.m i gotta sleep at like 7 to get a good night's rest it sucks so i'm either debating not getting the good night's rest and just staying up till 4 working till twelve thirty, and then napping tomorrow or uh, you know, I, I sleep for three hours or whatever and, and go anyway. I, I did it all last year. I can do it again. <laughs> Even though I feel like it's taken its toll shaving the life lifespan years off, you know, <laughs> I 
feel that. Yeah. I feel that. Well, um, so welcome back, everybody. Yeah. Good to see you all. As you can tell, <laughs> we're pretty chipper today compared to last week. So Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, you started last time, right? Uh, I believe so. I think so. Honestly, not sure. To be totally honest, I'm 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 ninety percent sure you started. Right. I think so. We'll go with that. So then. I will start. Um, All right. Kevin so also you... gave me a nice taster of wine. It's a Kevin. What was it called again? It's a like a Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc. I believe is the way you're supposed to say it. Don't I crucify say me right if I said all. it wrong. <laughs> um, it's pretty good. It's soury kind of, but not um, unpleasant kind of a sour. So pretty good. Yellow bottle. Was it spendy? It was like yeah. twenty dollar wine yeah, or whatever. Like yeah. Bottle. yeah. It, was, it was one of those that I had like I picked it up for a white wine sauce and then tasted it and went, hmm, okay. Oh, it was for a sauce originally. Oh, that that's a that's actually that's a good sauce base, actually. Yeah. That's one of those like I try to find the more like dry ones are usually better for making sauces out of than the sweet ones. Yeah. Uh, um, this one, wow, that tastes really good. I uh I I bought <laughs> I bought a berry wine. Uh, the other day it was like blackberry and blueberry and some other kind of berry but it was uh, awful it was terrible <laughs> it was a cooking wine so gotcha it, which should have spelled yeah. it out for me but i was like hey, berries i love berry stuff it was terrible bro i did not like it that's usually like yeah that'll be the first thing if i'm if i'm not finding one that's specific for a sauce to try and bring out a flavor it'll be a mm, yeah, I don't like this. This is now for cooking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if, I, if I'm using a wine for cooking, either I didn't like it or I bought it specifically for that because I know the taste goes well with what I'm trying to do. I've never used wine for cooking. Um, I've never used wine for cooking ever. How does it like, so you cook it out because you cook out the alcohol, yeah, you right? Cook out and the then alcohol, it leaves so that lingering the, taste or yeah. what? So like this one, it would probably be more of a soury, I don't know wouldn't necessarily be sour it'd be one of those like so basically if you take away like the alcohol flavor and um mute the flavor depending on what else you add with it just kind of mute the flavor so like whatever the the baseline flavor that you're getting in the aftertaste is usually is the flavor that lingers when you cook it in at least for me from my experience no that would be a good flavor actually it's very uh savory i kind of feel like it's savory so that's usually like, like a, a for like a white wine sauce or something uh, Alfredo type sauce. That, yeah, that's what I was about to say. It tastes like I usually a, use it for like an Alfredo. Oh, so. that's pretty good. Damn, yeah. I'm gonna have to try that Alfredo, so Kev. You, um, say it's it's similar to one that I made for you before, but using that wine, it kind of does a little bit better than the because I used a sweet wine that I just wasn't a fan of the first time I did it. Ah. Uh, well, um, so for the first topic today, uh, I'm going to bum us out with kind of a, a bummer tragedy one, but it's also kind of interesting and it kind of, for me, it sparks some conversation about safety um, in the workplace, oh, funny enough. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, very sad. So if you guys don't know, this week, or I guess last week, um, today's Sunday, uh, Alec Baldwin was on the set of Rust recording and they had a prop gun and uh they let loose a discharge on a blank only it wasn't a blank and he ended up shooting and killing um uh what is her name i have it helena helena hutchins helena 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 might have been helena helena i don't i don't don't know know her i don't know her uh, from anything but um so he killed he killed this woman and then injured the director behind her which god that's tragic there's a lot of people that are pissed at alec and it's like how would you know 
I, yeah, exactly. That's kind of my, all these people keep, well, proper, proper, you know, gun handling, da, 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 like, okay, but he's not supposed to be receiving this gun as though it is a live firearm. <laughs> he is receiving this gun as a prop, which means that the person who really is responsible for taking care of that is not the person going, oh, I shouldn't trust that, you know, wh- whoever handed me this that's from the props department uh, oh, didn't man, make I... sure that this was not loaded with anything. Let me double check, triple check, which I'm sure they'll do now, but is not a normal thing on a movie set. <clears throat> Generally, their thought process is, is the the professional that is supposed to handle this with the blanks and such is responsible for making sure that this works properly, will not backfire, does indeed have blanks in it, so on and so forth. So there's no reason for him to distrust that the armory master prop head, whoever that handed him this prop and said, "Your, your scene that you're doing today is shooting this person. Here's your gun with blanks. There's no reason to expect that to be loaded with live rounds. So when I when I so the reason that I heard about this is because uh, Moist Critical posted a, vid- a video about it on his channel, and mm-hmm. so I was like, "What the hell is this?" And from the research he did, apparently they had that same prop gun discharged three separate times on set mm-hmm. and fire a real bullet. Really. Apparently, I if I'm I'm believing I'm I'm remembering that right from his video. Mm-hmm. That's the research he did. Is that he found out from interviews because the crew made several complaints to the board um, of directors of the movie or whatever that that it was unsafe. They were like, mm-hmm. "This is so unsafe. We are not. We don't." Yeah. They left, and um, <clears throat> and sure enough, someone dies after that. Uh, but apparently, that gun discharged three times. So somebody okay. is either just negligent and not separating ammo, and or like they took their home weapon. Yeah. Um. And I didn't know this, but apparently, this is also just something I read. But apparently, when they say something's a prop gun or a prop weapon, mm-hmm. they mean it's property of the studio. Yeah. Which means it's a real weapon. Yeah. It's a real gun. Oh yeah. <laughs> I didn't know well, that. I always yeah, thought they were like little gun fake guns, set. weighted weighted things. I, I oh, didn't no. know that. Yeah. When they fire blanks on set, it's it's a real gun that they've loaded with to blanks. Me. That's absolutely insane to me. You think that nowadays we would have a better method of simulating guns? With effects and everything afterwards, you'd think than, but that, than a it real actually, gun. It, it drives up costs. That's why they don't oh, do it. But fuck that. Because it though. costs more. It costs more for them to add in the gunshot sound and the flash and everything in editing. What's going to cost more now? To, yeah, there's. <laughs> the, a, I'm the sure law, there's a lot of the studios that are going to stop the, doing it. Yeah, dude. That's that's and like I mean, what do you say to say her family? I mean, I I couldn't imagine. Tell you the truth, yeah. like this is a hundred percent on uh, whoever oversees safety. Yep at that yeah, place it's it's 100 percent on that or or hopefully this is not the case or it's on the director for purposely wanting to make sure that there's live rounds in the set which is hopefully well, not why the, the case. fuck would you do that to kill somebody you think you wanted to kill someone i mean i'm not saying that i'm saying more so in the other the other instances if those other instances did indeed oh, happen those like, out of the three times like <sighs> Those other times people weren't injured, but it was a live round like that. 
that tells me that there's a possibility that the director may have been purposely trying to have live rounds on times when they missed to add some extra to it, which is an over the top, like they definitely need to be tested for some sort of mental instability. Absolutely. Holy shit. (laughs) Some sort of psychopathy or something. (laughs) And uh, Moist Moist Critical even made this point too, is like who the fuck would put live rounds next to blanks if if that's how that mix up happens? Who would even bother keeping live rounds in a studio where you're going to be doing that? Why would you do that. It should absolutely only be blanks. What this sounds in the studio. like, it sounds like to me like it was someone's personal firearm that they were like, "Oh, let's use that. Like, I have it in my car or whatever or something." I mean, how they could Maybe. get away with that liability-wise, or like how even they could consider something like that. That's the only way I could think that yeah. you'd get those rounds mixed up because that's a, yeah, that's a horrible, horrible, horrible lapse in judgment and lack of um, oversight on yeah. the uh the entire department that's uh handling all it cost of that. a life dude that's crazy yeah. you know i that's honestly everybody condolences you know for sure everybody who handled that weapon in the um in the studio as far as like handing it over to baldwin should most definitely be fired <laughs> now at least right at yeah. least oh yeah the other interesting like, part about this is legally where this is going to hold up because if you're going though, letter of the law, yep. I mean, Alec pulled the trigger yep. and so he's in Which, it for manslaughter Yep, by the book. That's exactly period. involuntary <laughs> manslaughter. Like whether, whether or not he meant to do it, how he feels about it, whatever, it's still, it is still legally involuntary manslaughter. And unfortunately that means that Alec Baldwin also needs to be sentenced which is horrible i don't wish that I don't on think him so. at all i don't think that that's right but i mean yeah, it's right now it's how the law is by yeah by letter of the law yeah that's exactly yeah. what is supposed to happen there as yeah. well as you know whoever it was who's responsible for that being loaded with the wrong things also sentenced for um uh what is the term I don't, I don't think it's i don't think it's actually murder i think it's there's another like in just like a, uh intent to murder or something to that but oh, yeah i mean there's a bunch like intent to cause harm intent yeah. to whatever you gotta so, have intent but yeah unfortunately for alec baldwin he was essentially just a, a tool for whoever decided to do oh, that, that fucking sucks, assuming man. he didn't mean to do so which i i mean i don't think he did but no of course not know. i don't i don't think so either i mean why would you want to kill your your coworker? i your actually colleague? found out about this through uh a tweet by steven crowder on uh twitter oh snap i, I read it actually this morning um he basically was like look i don't care where your where your politics lie Oops, excuse me. Ooh, did you burp too? <laughs> I don't, yeah, I know. I'm like all kinds of noises today. Um, I don't care where your politics lie. It doesn't matter whatsoever where what political side of the aisle you stand on this because I guess people are trying to make this a political thing. Right. But <laughs> yeah, you know, of course. Uh, he goes, it. it is a tragedy that it happened. And it is horrible for Alec Baldwin because, I, like, he's got to like live with killing saying, somebody. Yeah, he's <laughs> got to live with fault. the fact that he killed somebody, and he In my doesn't opinion. like. Stephen Crowder also doesn't believe that Alec Baldwin purposely did so. Of course so. not. Yeah. Um, and there was a whole slew of mixed comments between you know people trying to say Alec Baldwin's a terrible person for that and da da da, and people was going, "Look, it's you know, yeah, he still broke the law, yeah, he still killed somebody, but it's not entirely his fault because of exactly what I explained yeah. that it's you know whoever's in charge of the 
the props and everything to to, <laughs> to me it just kind of goes back to gun safety even and i guess yep. now we can apply guns like you can apply gun safety to even movies now i mean this has happened i mean actually you, way you more did. than it ever should um i mean like you know you don't point a gun unless you intend to shoot you don't shoot unless you intend to kill yep. you know like i mean obviously you're you're acting or whatever but apparently if it's a real gun you know like I think going forward, movies should probably change. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it might look a little worse. It might cost a little more, but I mean, it's, Helena would be alive today if yeah. if they had just not cut costs. It's uh, yeah, it's very if they had, yeah very likely that many major studios are going to either voluntarily or be forced to um, switch to gun effects rather than. Um, rather than actual yeah. um that, uh, that's blanks. what i always thought i always thought it was like a pop gun or something i always thought they were fake guns dude i never knew they were real firearms that's crazy to me because there that could happen i actually did a uh an experiment in uh uh my junior year in chemistry um we had to research like a chemical compound and we got to choose based on like we got to choose for ourselves which one we wanted to as long as it had some sort of reaction with fire uh and my group decided to research flash paper which is the same compound that they use for blanks and that magicians use for like um for magic tricks and stuff like that Uh um they actually that compound was in um for a while it was in uh like pool balls billiard balls Oh yeah, and so I think I've heard about this. They would actually on on movie sets if they were left in like burning building type like scenes where they actually burnt down the building, uh, if they didn't get the get out of the scene fast enough and get the fire out fast enough, the heat would cause the balls to explode because oh, of that. God. Yeah, so it was super dangerous to have billiard tables in uh, short, in billiard movies. shrapnel. Oh my god, mm-hmm. yeah. <gasps> So yeah, <laughs> that's one of those fun facts that are, it's kind of like, it's dangerous, but it's kind of cool to know as well. Yeah. Yeah. Chemically so, it's very cool. But yeah, I, I did decent amount of research on that. So that's, I've known since about junior year that they're using blanks on sets. I, I did of, not know. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I mean, I just always figured like it was like a fake, like, a, uh, cause that happened with uh with a magician too. I can't remember. Um, but they, uh, I, I don't even remember the name. I think it was on like 1000 ways to die. So it could be fake. Uh, you never know. But the, the idea was that the they, they had a gun with a blank or whatever mm-hmm. and they tapped on the tip of the gun with the wand and the tip of the wand fell out oh, into no. the barrel and so when they shot it fired the tip of the wand and it killed the guy because it was that a fake was, gun yeah that was another thing that people were trying to say was a possibility if he was shooting a blank was the fact that there could have been some sort of obstruction in the barrel that was causing that but if there were multiple instances of live rounds being that's, fired on set that's then what it probably I was, wasn't that's what I heard is that many people complained about safety conditions on that movie so the movie hopefully canceled i think i read that it was canceled um it's either canceled or they're re- gonna take a <laughs> long ass break to redo the entire uh cast because i would cancel <laughs> yeah <clears throat> um and the director will probably never direct again <laughs> yeah uh, uh needless to say likely most of the people involved in the backgrounds behind the scenes portion of that movie will probably not be making any reappearances in hollywood anytime soon yeah probably not i i wanted to get this one out of the way because it's kind of a bummer but it's also it's also a good talking point on like because i like i said i never knew about the real gun thing and gun and like just safety at work and workplaces like 
I mean, shit can happen, dude. <laughs> apparently, even in the safest, you know, not safest, I should never say safest, but apparently in even one of the less industrially um, hazardous places like Hollywood, you're not safe, you know? So, I like, it's just crazy to me that, that someone could die that way, um, that, that a gun could have it blanks mixed up with real munition. I don't know how somebody could let that happen. Whoever did, they need to be charged 100%. Oh, yeah. I think that that is there's like when I was in when I was in church they called it um sins of omission you know where like you didn't you didn't uh there was sins of commission where you did something wrong and then sins of omission where you didn't stop something wrong from happening and that's what this is right here um so that's it's a bummer huge bummer hopefully we'll learn condolences to the family my god that's sheesh that's awful um so yeah that's gonna be my my first topic i think when you said it was gonna be sad i was like this is gonna go one of two ways it's either gonna (laughs) go alec baldwin direction or it's going to be the mention of the fact that the voice actor the american voice actor who voiced vegeta passed away recently i thought about telling you that one too but i heard about that one too (laughs) um yeah so Rest in peace to the voice actor whose name I did not look up. I'm not sure. Oh, wait. Oh, you're talking about... Oh, I'm sorry. I for didn't... Vegeta. The no American, way. The, yeah. The American voice actor for Vegeta passed no away way. recently. No way. I did not mm-hmm. hear... Chris Sabat. Is that who it was? Well, I know that he... Well, I mean, there's been multiple English voice actors for Vegeta, ah, but... One of them did. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm... I read that Hang like on. two days ago. They were like, Vegeta passed away today. Hang on. We're going to have to... I'm, I'm going to cut that out of the silence, but... Chris Aries, dead at 56. He portrayed Frieza. That's what I heard about. Was it Frieza or Vegeta? They, I could have swore they said Vegeta. I guess the... Uh, okay, because I didn't know about Christopher Aries. That, that's pretty I guess sad. He the, was, uh, the voice actor for, um, for... Let's see. Sole voice actor for Vegeta in the early 90s. Yeah. So he was he was the voice actor for, uh, for Vegeta in the early 90s. Chris Sabat? Yeah, yeah, but he's alive still, right? I'm sure this was something you probably just saw, like, or maybe it's oh, Chris about that's an Emmer. Um, somebody. <laughs> yeah, you, bro. Because like I'm seeing, I'm seeing. Because that's huge. I was, I'd be surprised if I didn't see that all Hiroshi over the place. Hiroshi Masuoka, um, in 2020, uh, from rectal cancer. He was a voice actor. First thing that comes up when it says Vegeta voice actor dies. So it's possible that that was what they were. Oh, maybe that to. was okay. Yeah, because. Uh, cause I know, um, Chris Aries died. He was the voice actor for Frieza in Dragon Ball Z Kai. Gotcha. Um, and he did a really good job. So that's, that's also sad. <laughs> uh, damn. Okay, I, yeah, it was, it must've been Frieza. The Frieza one. Been... Yeah. Well, cause Chris Sabat and Chris Aries. So yeah, maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Was they just confused it? But I mean, yeah, also not. sad. But uh, what I would, the other thing I was thinking about was I also read in an article that, uh, Tyler, I don't know his name because I don't watch Friends, but uh, the older dude from Friends died. His name's Tyler. Uh, pretty sure it's from Friends. Um, <laughs> we're all the like doing research dude, now know, on like, on all cast. These that keep dying. Well, only because um, only because I I thought about bringing it up and I thought it was gonna be interesting because you you oh uh, here we go. Never mind. I'm sorry. James Michael Tyler, star of Friends, dies at 59. Uh, let me see. He played Gunther. Oh, oh, yeah, cancer. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm bumming everybody out. <laughs> it's not funny. I, I laugh. It's my defense mechanism. 
um yeah so sorry <laughs> sorry kev he's like no <laughs> he's like no this is not real uh yeah because i know you love friends so i figured you might have heard yeah. about it but i, I, I just read it one. today yeah i just read it no i saw him. there he was in a couple of other, i swear he was in other things that i saw too james michael tyler taylor tyler i still can't get his name right tyler oh, he was in scrubs <sighs> wait who was he in scrubs he might have just been an extra but oh, okay listed on here so Oh, okay. Well, anyway, um, you guys won't know this when you listen to it, but sorry about all of the silence that we left. We were, we, I, whenever I have something like that in my head, I have to itch it. I have to figure, I have to remember what it is that I, that I read. Yeah, he wasn't a, he wasn't a main cast member, so he must have just made an appearance in on Scrubs. one episode. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, but um, yeah, rip, rip to those guys. That's, it's been kind of sad lately. Uh, tragedy striking every corner. Indeed. So let's steer away from the tragedy. <laughs> yeah. And we'll we'll go, go to one of your happier fun, huh? topics, Kev. <laughs> Alright. So one of the topics that I looked into this week was actually one that was um suggested in an email from Josh. Um Ooh. I don't know if you saw that email or not, because I definitely opened it first. Uh, probably not then. Um, but he had said that he had heard wind, um, that there was a possible rework of the fifth edition D and D rules coming through Whoa. basically like a D and D 5.5, similar to how they did three and then 3.5. Okay. I'm interested. Um, and so I, I responded back and I had, I had said in the email that I had not heard of anything like that. So I would definitely look into it. Uh, turns out they are planning a rework. However, they do not plan on releasing said rework until the 50th anniversary of Dungeons and Dragons releases, which is not or uh, happens, which is not until 2024. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Okay. So we've got a good solid three more years before <laughs> they start adding. You know, before they Some start reworking. Rules. But what they did say, my campaign will be done by then. So yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Mine will probably I hope be it started. Will over by then too um <laughs> hopefully but uh yeah as long as we can you know well, stay wrangled in the right yeah. direction long enough yeah um but yeah so it says this is from screen rant it says it was revealed during D celebration 2021 that the fifth edition core dungeons and dragons rulebooks will be upgraded as a part of the 50th anniversary celebrations for the rpg franchise this means that the player handbook dungeon master's guide and monster manual will receive new versions in 2024 the D&D editions that have existed in the past didn't maintain the same rules throughout their run as new versions of core rulebooks have been released before. These new rules were usually easy to mix with the old books as they often included guides for making the two sets compatible with one another. The developers of the game launched updated books at a mid midpoint of their run based on fan feedback and removing annoying exploits from D&D's rules. Um... It seems D&D 5th Edition is ready for its first major rules overhaul. The Future of D&D panel at D&D Celebration 2021 revealed that big changes are coming to the game. These will be released as part of the 50th anniversary of the game, which will take place in 2024. So far, though, no concrete details about how D&D 5e will be changing have yet to be shared. 
And it kind of continues on to say that they also did say that it would be backwards compatible, uh, meaning that you're, they're not planning on releasing updated versions of any of the extra content like uh, Xanathar's Guide, um, Sword okay. Coast Adventures Guide, stuff Tasha's. like that. Um, so essentially what they're wanting to do is make adjustments to the core rules that shouldn't conflict with the newer material oh. that they've released. It would essentially just update a couple of things, a couple of minor details here and there. You know, for such a, for such a, like, this is coming in two years kind of thing. Cause I, I just realized it's going to be two years. Cause we're at, yeah. we're almost to the yeah, end of the year. It's almost 2022. Here. Yeah. But, um, Don't remind me. for something that's like, Oh, this is coming in two years. You know, that sounds kind of minor. It sounds like bug fixes more than kind of yeah. big update, you know? Um it's kind of a it's it is a normal thing for them to do. Like they've if you look through like PDF versions of all the different versions, there's usually like a version one and two, sometimes a version one, two, and three. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Um of like the standard player handbook dungeon master's guide um and monster manual so it is possible they did uh mention a survey that was sent out which i did actually receive said survey because of one of my purchases when i purchased um uh ravenloft okay sweet. um i received from them a uh survey asking basically just my opinions on each of the different classes from the the player handbook so it's possible that they're planning on doing a slight rework to some of the classes as well some yes, of the, the standard classes i would love so, for ranger to get a proper rework yeah yeah not a ua revised yeah yeah like a um, proper rework because yeah. i love rangers they're so cool but there's a lot of cool things that you can do with them they're just yeah if you don't use the revised stats they're just not as good yeah exactly um but uh yeah they're planning on doing that that rework it seems as well as they kind of went over because i i took the survey uh, they went over a good handful of things. Like a lot of it was just boilerplate. Like, how do you feel about this ability in this class? How do you feel about this ability in this class? And, like you marked, like, have you played this class? Yes, no. Have you played this class? Yes, no. Have you played this class? Yes, no. Yeah. And so I marked, you know, all the ones that I had played, which, which is, is almost all of them. <laughs> most of them. So it was quite the survey for me because it was right. like, you know, then, then of course they went into the subclasses that were in the player handbook. So it's like, when you played this did you use this subclass? And I'm like, yes. Did you use this one? No. Did you use this one? For Cleric, it was like, have you used this one? Yes. Have you used this one? Yes. Have you used this one? <laughs> yes. Have you used this one? Absolutely. Have you used this one? Uh-huh. This one? Yeah, still yes. This still one? Still yes. Yep. Yep. Uh, I literally, yes. Yes. Yeah. I am familiar with or have played pretty much every bit of the cleric class from the player handbook and then some <laughs> and so then of course it's asking me like how do you feel this one works how do you feel this one works for like class abilities and stuff like that so i had to go through all of that and you know go through and sound like explain, it, they were you know, paying some I good felt. attention though oh yeah it's it's definitely like although it was a very simple one and it was just like oh you can add comments at the end like yeah, that was it. So like for the most part, I was able to just kind of like, you know, quick go through like I'm satisfied with this. I don't think this does enough. I don't think that's really even very useful. I, you know, I like this. I don't <laughs> this like is that. not, like a, this. This is not like useful. This. <laughs> I love it. You know, just kind of went through that whole ordeal. Boilerplate, you know, yes, no kind of answers. And um, but yeah, they they went pretty into detail with a lot of it. So it's it's definitely seeming like there's a good chance that they're not just going to be revamping the rules necessarily. Honestly, it's possible that they'll leave most of the rules exactly the way they are. And they're going to do more of a revamp on, um, how the classes play. 
Yeah, I uh, I always appreciate companies like D and D, especially if it's like a, if it's a game like D and D that listen to the the people. Um, even even with like a survey, think of how often like Call of Duty has a survey. You know, like they don't want to hear from the the gamers what's going just on. Just a they good handful, and I don't think I've ever been sent a not survey one, right? from, uh, from Activision or Activision Infinity Ward or, or Treyarch yeah. or any of them. Yeah. No. So, I mean, think about it. I mean, just getting any kind of being able to insert your voice at all in any kind of game is cool. But um, especially that's, one that I play so often and I'm constantly like doing stuff with. <laughs> so it sounds like they're going to use the two years to kind of gather those surveys, look at them and be like, OK, what do people want? What do they not want? OK, Which, that makes sense why it would come in two years. Then that's very smart of them. Plenty of time. Unfortunately, tells me there's a good chance there's probably not a lot of people who are like me who are so um completely in love with the cleric class as it is and there's probably going to be a lot of angry dms that are taking that survey that are probably going to cause a possible nerf in the cleric class because they're yeah I, which is fine you know they want to nerf I, the cleric they can nerf the cleric <laughs> i've got other ideas i'm i'm on your side though i think <laughs> i feel like clerics yeah they can be really strong but i feel like they're not they're not game breakingly strong i don't think anyway they can be but you if you want to make them exceedingly powerful you have to purposely min max but you can literally yeah. do that with pretty much every class is it because is it because they get like wish and shit like way like it's, level fucking i can't remember like it's wish is like a level 10 or some shit like that i believe so you yeah. can do they whatever get, you like, want wish, with that right and they get they've got a handful of other ones where they can interact with deities that will yeah, you know do whatever sway they things want. but truthfully the problem is is the people who have the problem with those specific spells generally are going to have an issue with the fact that the dm allowed it because most likely a rules lawyer cleric decided to argue with them about it (laughs) and they didn't stand their ground because like truthfully if you don't want the cleric to be that powerful you just as a dm work it out with your player to make it very clear that certain things are not going to be quite as powerful as they work and like there are a lot of there are a lot of dms that are totally fine with how powerful clerics can be yeah i personally am because i know how to like hard power game with them i know how to be extremely effective with them and a lot of other people don't understand it as well as i do so i can very easily just be like oh yeah so they're not utilizing this or that so i can just exploit that weakness with this let's uh let's bookmark these thoughts because these are really good talking points for when we do our D dm episode um, oh believe me i've had plenty oh, of boy. those <laughs> around in my head on top of the fact that i'm still pumping out all kinds of ideas and stuff for um the campaign that i've been working on the like one shot campaign thing oh yeah yeah good yeah yeah hell yeah i've, I've got I'm a excited lot for him. i've got a lot i'm so excited for it but it's nowhere near ready just yet well i mean that's good that you're taking time to to figure it out taking a lot uh, of time on it <laughs> um uh, yeah so that is coming by the yeah. way we, we will be putting that out well, i i feel like soon i feel like it's not going to be too long um, yeah, that is that's the so but anyway back to back to the yeah, topic so the hand. topic of um, a new revision yes to D&D. um that's really that's all the like information that i could find as far as like upcoming changes was that they put out a survey they plan on making it backwards compatible and generally when they've done updates like this it's not hard for people to make the transition without um yeah. having to relearn the entire system so but when they, they weren't willing to divulge details on how exactly they planned on making changes. 
when they make a new version like this, I mean, this is taking two years, so they're taking their time. Yeah. Um, but so like, how long does it take them to make a whole nother version, like a whole step up, like from four to five? That took how long? Like four years? Oh, it it took a uh, what? It took a while. Hang on, because from I'll the time we played our first campaign, we used fourth edition. But fifth edition was out when we did that. Maverick oh, just we only just were had using fourth, fourth edition. edition. Oh, it had, oh it, shit! I okay. believe it had recently come out at that point. Like I think they had just within the past year. You know what? I do remember it. him mentioning that now at the start. I do remember him saying we're just going to go with fourth. But um, it, it makes me curious because I just uh, yeah, it was released in twenty fourteen. Fourth edition. Fifth edition. Fifth, oh, so fifth edition's been out for six years, seven years, almost eight. So wow! Fourth edition release. Wow, that's crazy. Two thousand eight, <gasps> dude. That was like sixth Whoa. grade for us. Oh <laughs> yeah. Whoa! <laughs> so they take a long time. They take a decade to make a new version. Wow. No well, wonder people get so excited. That was. It took them eight years. Yep. Or no, that'd be twenty sixteen. Took them six years. Oh, six years. Oh, okay, yeah. Six years to but make still, a new. Um. Wow. That's, I mean, dang. So there have <laughs> been be quite like a while. whispers and arguments about the possibility of them just releasing sixth edition, but it honestly, like, if they're I, making it backwards compatible, well, that would be hard, right? Well, th- if they did that, it wouldn't necessarily be backwards compatible at that point. They would yeah. essentially just release a new system instead of doing a rules overhaul. Right. Yeah. Um. So it definitely doesn't sound like they're doing sixth edition just yet. Honestly, I don't see them moving on to sixth edition anytime soon just because of how wildly popular fifth edition has been. Yeah. Crazy popular, too. I I know the D&D community is back and forth on that. A lot of people prefer 5th edition. A lot of people prefer 3.5. There's a lot of back and forth, back and forth on that specifically. However, I will stand by my previous statement in this podcast that I personally believe that 5th edition, they dumbed things down enough that it made it really, really easy and really, really good for first-time players to get into the world. I can agree with that as as one of the first time players at a hundred percent. Yeah, uh, fourth like, edition was so wordy, so convoluted, and I I tried to read it several times, and I was just like, "What the fuck am I reading?" Advanced, more advanced TTRPG players, go ahead, move on to Pathfinder, do three point five <laughs> stuff like that. I cannot do sure, Pathfinder. Go for it, but. If you're just getting into it, I absolutely wholeheartedly believe that 5th edition D&D is probably one of the easiest ways for you to get into the TTRPG realm, and then you can branch from there. And if you are new to playing D&D, we have a little mini-series that we're doing that's going over the basics of playing D&D, so go check those out, uh, probably in the episode list below. Like a YouTube ad now. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? Um, cool. I didn't know that. I'm, I'm excited then, uh, two years down the road, but still, I'm yeah. still excited. Oh, uh, this was, that announcement was in September. So like, it's still okay, kind of yeah. three yeah, years. Yeah. So it's pretty, pretty new. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was pretty recent. Cool. So, but yeah, there you go, Josh. I, I researched and I, I talked about it. Thank you for the submission. <laughs> there you go, Josh. Are you happy? <laughs> well, that's no. Thanks I want to make sure the, that I accentuate that because we keep telling people like email us with topics that you want to hear about, and for the most part, it's kind of just been Josh and Elliot that have emailed us about topics to cover in the totally podcast. Okay with that. So, like, 
I'm trying to make sure that I make it very clear when I do research a topic that was sent to me by someone via email so that that way other people that are listening know I do actually indeed read those emails. I do respond to those emails. And if there are suggestions and I think that it is absolutely worthy of the podcast, which most of the time I do. I do indeed research that topic to talk about it on the podcast. Yes, so I try please. to I try to read and respond as well. Yep. Um, fucking send us topics. Yeah. I was I was just thinking that today. I was just thinking I was gonna mention it to you too. Like, oh man, I wish we had more people send us stuff mm-hmm. that they want us to talk about. But hell yeah, thanks yeah. guys. We fucking appreciate that. I, yeah. We're yeah. As of right now, if you guys send us a topic, we will talk about it because there's just no one sending a topic. So. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it makes, it also makes it easier on us for preparing because we are very busy. So if a, a uh, something tickles your fancy and you want to hear about it, yeah. shoot it to us because then we don't, then we're not going, okay, I need to find topics to talk about if something didn't jump out at us already. Okay. I need to find topics to talk about. If you're like, Hey, I want to hear about this. Perfect. Let me go research that done. Yeah. It narrows our search from the entire world down to like a couple of things. Because so. we know <laughs> that at least one person in the podcast listening wants to hear about it so yeah. we know it'll be a, a topic that you know people are happy to hear about indeed um well moving on to the next one then uh my next one uh probably gonna be pretty short so i might even just talk about a, uh, a second one um but uh so I, I i was just reading earlier today um guardians of galaxies releasing soon the game Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that's releasing soon, and apparently a handful of people have gotten their hands on some early copies, as they tend to do mm-hmm. around this time. Um, and Square Enix was like, "Please don't spoil anything. Uh, <laughs> please don't, please don't mess it up for other people," which I'm sure they will. Oh yeah. Um, and they well, have begun taking down streams of people streaming <laughs> the game early. So good on Square really? for doing that. Personally, yeah. I good. mean, I personally that was pretty, pretty. Uh, pretty hefty effort there to keep things under wraps um which it makes me wonder like what could they be hiding in this guardians of the galaxy game because i mean the people who buy it are probably familiar right it almost makes me wonder if it's got like a storyline that's going to follow what the next guardians of the galaxy movie oh god holds this again (laughs) it may have some sort of spoilers relating to the future of the mcu currently and they don't want it out until it's out for everyone yeah because i'm sure they know that there are people that will see oh they're streaming it early let me comb through it and they'll start throwing out fan theories based on and then they're like we're out yeah So I would not be surprised if there was something connected to the MCU in there, especially because Square Enix already works with Disney and Disney owns Marvel. Oh, yeah. they're Oh, man. So it is very possible that something related to the upcoming MCU stuff is going to be referenced or put into that game in some way, shape or form, and they don't want it getting out until everybody's able to buy it. Um. It's so funny that uh that that's happening too because Disney has a chokehold on all of their property. Um like an iron fist chokehold. Yeah. And a uh, side note to that, I was also reading earlier today that um apparently there's a dis- a legal dispute over the rights of the Marvel MCU characters right now. Oh. Uh yeah, with the heirs of the creators of those characters. So oh. the so under current copyright law, um they are able to file uh, complaints because they technically own the characters passed down lineage, I guess. So they, whoever their parents were that made them 
which I thought was Stan Lee didn't make all of them. Is that right? He didn't make all of the characters in the MCU. He didn't. It's possible that he is. I'm pretty sure he like wrote them, like wrote them. But I think some of the design and the backstory stuff was other people. I mean, I could people, imagine. Yeah. I mean, that one dude coming up with all like, that. Like, he I know probably, he's legendary, but he probably was the concept man. Like yeah, more yeah. likely than not, it was. These are the heroes that I want to make. I have the concept for a hero that does this, a hero that does this, a hero that does that. And then he had teams of creators like after he got big. So like there's probably a select handful of like main Marvel characters that he 100% created himself. And that's how he started kicking off the Marvel thing that, as it yeah, is. Yeah, that makes more but sense. But as it branched off, more characters that came out, it was here's a concept this team make it happen. Here's a concept. This team make it happen, kind of thing. Yeah. Um. And <laughs> so I guess they're. I can't. Oh God, I'm. I'm so bad at research. I just read this not too long ago. But so either Disney is suing them or they're suing Disney. Probably them suing Disney. Um. For the rights to the characters in the MCU, and if they win, then they you know they get those rights because they're the heirs. Um. Mm-hmm. And obviously, but Disney's huge. I mean, they're gargantuan. So I. Unless there's something in the family member whom they uh, predecess, um, it is quite uh, unlikely that they will win any sort of lawsuit against Disney. I don't think so either. The the MCU is their biggest movie franchise right now that they're not going to let that go for anything. I mean, you think Mickey Mouse is, you think they're pulling Congress to keep Mickey Mouse? What are they going to do to keep MCU, you know? Um, I, yeah, I would not be, I would not be surprised that there are people trying to say that they deserve rights to it. However, personally, since the characters were property of Marvel, if those characters were sold off or the company was sold off to whomever or whatever entity, i.e., you know, certain characters being sold off to Sony, uh, Disney acquiring Marvel, so on and so forth. Um, unfortunately, I'm pretty sure the heirs will have zero claim whatsoever to Probably. them. Unless there is something in the contracts of the um creators or creating teams uh responsible for the fleshing of the characters that stated that they retained some sort of ownership over the character yeah which i highly doubt i mean you're you're not in the minority either there's a lot of people that are like i saw one opinion that was pretty i kind of agree with too was like you know as long as you made the character if you made the character it's your character and if you strike a deal with marvel it's your character or whatever um but once you die that's it like your kid does not get those rights to the character. Because these are the heirs of the people that made the characters that are wanting the yeah. rights. So it's like, that's usually you didn't make the character. Exactly. You, you don't own that character. Like your your dad might have, or your mom might have come, come up with it or whatever, but um, he doesn't automatically owe you any rights. It would be like Stan Lee forking over all his stuff to his daughter, uh, which I heard was horrible. And that's, honestly, like that's usually how those contracts go is that any rights royalties etc that go to that character that are from that character go to the creator but in the time of the death that is the end of the contract and at that point the rights of the character are forfeited over to the company that they belong to like the sub you know the main company umbrella that they belong contract to. yeah well, quite literally so. selling your soul to disney almost <laughs> um i mean 
they sold their soul to Marvel. They just didn't realize that Marvel was eventually going to sell its soul to Disney. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's that was interesting, I thought. I, yeah. I thought, hmm, the heirs are coming out of nowhere. Obviously, these names are so huge now that they... Because they were claiming, like, Hawkeye, Black Widow, um, I think even, like, the Hulk and, like, some big names. Mm. Like, big MCU characters. They were, they were coming out and being like, oh, we want them. Um, and I was like, wow. And so the, this lawsuit they said is going to determine the future of MCU movies going forward. Um, obviously Eternals is already going. It's not yeah. stopping or whatever, but, um, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't see it coming up fruitful for the people who probably are probably not. I kind of hope not. Honestly, I think the only thing it might do is drag up some, some instances of, um, uh, It'll probably drag up some negative uh, views of Disney. Um, yeah, probably. With whatever they try to bring up for it, but I doubt it'll actually end up bringing any kind of ownership to these um, the heirs, the of, heirs of the people. Yeah, I, I, I honestly uh, would not have even known that they they existed. Um. Otherwise, other than that, um, last week I saw Halloween Kills. And that was really good. Um, or at least I thought it was good. A lot of people are saying it was trash. Uh, Everybody that I've talked to that has seen it has said that it's excellent. However, I being the absolute <laughs> um, biggest of bitches uh, is the exact uh, scientific technical term of that. It's on Peacock. Um, I, I know it is. I see the ads every time <laughs> I watch like, The Office away. and I want to kill myself. I mean, um, <laughs> no, it's, I don't do horror. I am, like I yeah. said, it is the scientific technical term that I am the biggest of bitches uh, when it comes to horror. I, I don't do horror well. So um, I, I have seen exactly none of the Halloween movies, I believe. It's possible I may have seen the original. Was um was uh, that the one with um Jared Padalecki in it? And uh, that was Friday the Thirteenth. That's Friday the Thirteenth. That's the one yeah. that I've seen. Okay, yeah, that one with him and uh, uh, Danielle Panabaker. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that movie. one. <laughs> I've seen that one. That one scared the crap out of me. I like that one. Honestly, the only thing that was even Jared, slightly. So. Um, uh, positive about that movie was when uh, I think it was Michael uh, shouted catch a ride real loudly when we saw that one guy with the with the goggles up in the attic uh, oh. right before he died <laughs> catch a ride because he looked kind of like Scooter from yeah, catch a ride Scooter <laughs> that was Michael I'm pretty sure it was Michael that shouted it but shouted uh, catch a ride and I was like oh my god he does look like Scooter <laughs> <laughs> Um, but Halloween Kills is pretty, I, I think it was good. It's like, a, it's really ridiculous is what it is. It's yeah. super ridiculous, super out there. Like, you know how horror movies do the whole, he's a stalker or whatever, and he's mm -hmm. killing people, but it's in the shadows and yeah. the cops either don't believe or they don't know who's doing it. Mm -hmm. In this movie, they know exactly who's doing it and they know exactly where he's at and they go hunt him <laughs> and they, and it just doesn't work. I mean, oh, are you ever going to watch it? No. Probably not. Okay. All right, then spoiler then spoilers from here going forward because we're going to talk about <laughs> it because I, I think it's funny and really crazy. So there's a point where they like th there's a point where uh, so I guess in the movie before this one I didn't see it but in the movie before this one uh, Michael Myers is on a bus and the bus crashes and it lets loose all these mental asylum people out mm -hmm. including Michael. And then one of them returns in this movie, but he's just a crazy dude. He just looks really ugly. He's a crazy dude, right? Mm -hmm. And he's in this hospital where all the main cast is. They're all recovering. They're all talking about Michael or whatever. 
and uh, somebody spots this mental dude, and they go, they go, it's him, it's Michael, and this whole hospital of people bands together, and they all go, evil dies tonight, and they start chanting, and they hunt down this poor innocent man with with the main cast going that's not michael and they start like trying to you know whatever and the whole town goes evil dies tonight and they chase this guy eventually to these two doors where there's like two like waves of crowds just like hanging on this door trying to get this dude he hops out a window and kills himself because he doesn't want to get beat to death by a crowd fucking sad but uh it's like that kind of ridiculous where they took instead of Michael Myers stalking this town, they're like tired of the shit and they, they all got to like get together and they like they get their guns and their weapons and stuff. Only like they're idiots. There, there's one one so scene it's, where it's Mike, like playing town of Salem. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. That's exactly the comparison I would use. Um, there's one scene in particular that's hilarious where he's, he's stalking these people in a car and they all like want to kill him, but he's, he's taking them all out, right? He's Michael Myers. And at one point this lady has a gun and he kicks out a, the car door to her cause she aims the gun at him. He kicks out the car door and hits her with it. It hits her and she shoots herself in the head from the shock of the door. So it's literally like bam, bam, boom. And she shoots herself, dude. It's really funny. Um, and then the, the ending scene, which I thought was kind of cool was, is like the whole town bands together at the end and they all get their weapons, like their bats and shit. And they just start going to town on Michael, dude. They mm-hmm. just start like, wham, they start beating him down they shoot him. And then of course it's Michael Myers. So like he gets up and then yeah. he, he kills everybody. Oh. He kills like the whole crowd of people. It's crazy. Um, so it's like that kind of ridiculous. I liked it. Of course I was maybe very inebriated at the time okay when i saw it so that could be my excuse for liking a shit movie but i thought it was good for I mean, joseph is generally not ever inebriated in any way shape or form and he said that it he was loved killer, it, yeah so. naylee and river went and saw it and they said they did not like it yeah she said she was disappointed in me for my recommendation i was like damn uh so that'll conclude my uh my halloween talk because there's really not a whole lot more to say about it just, there's some highlights in the movie. yeah pretty much um on a side note i did tell nylia and river to watch this movie called resolution and if anyone out there has not seen it go watch it it's free on amazon prime right now if you have a prime um it's called resolution really good really trippy movie so yeah um that'll be like that'll be like my 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 other topic because i it was really like three different things I just went on. So, but uh, yeah, what else you got? I have the release of a tabletop RPG that I honestly thought was really cool. It is called The Legend of the Five Rings. Ah, not the Ten Rings, huh? No, not the <laughs> Ten Rings. Um, this one you play as a samurai. Like hey, everybody like plays as a samurai. Me like already. Um, it Ghost uses of Tsushima vibes. It uses where'd it go? What you need to get, by the way, if you haven't gotten it, Kevin, you need to get a Ghost of Tsushima. Fucking love that game. Oh, there's a. It uses a specific um um like engine, like tabletop engine. Yeah, like a system. Yeah, that's what they call. It. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> that's the word. Oh, it was in this article too. Uh, I do that all the time. I'll skim an article. Oh, you know what? I took a. Let me see. I took a 
we're both looking at our phones right now because I took a screenshot of an article. I didn't write it down, uh, but I took the screenshot because I was I thought it was interesting. So I might blurb about that when I can. Ah, there it is. The Genesis role playing oh, the- system. That's what it is. Marvel is suing the heirs, by the way. Got it. Okay. That's, that's what it was. Uh, I just had the, the image just to, to clear up the confusion. <laughs> Got it. So the mechanics, it's it's using the Genesis role-playing system, the, um, which I had never heard of before, but it uses, it uses a system kind of similar to how Shadowrun works, where you have like certain number of successes that you need to get to be able to uh, do whatever it is you're trying to do in the DM sets, yeah, like okay. how many. Uh, however, this, the Legend of the Five Rings, also adds an additional set of dice that look about like this. Okay, interesting um, looking dice. Basically, it's your D6s and D12s, looks but like, instead um, <laughs> of with numbers, it's got symbols on them. Looks like dungeon dice monsters. <laughs> Yeah, so there's like one that's like a it's like a circle, and that is for that symbol means a success. Uh, it helps you complete the task at hand. There's one that looks kind of like an uh, an outline of a shuriken, and uh, that is explosive success. Not only does the symbol count as a success, but it allows you to roll additional dice, giving you the opportunity to exceed at extraordinary tasks. There's one that looks kind of similar to like a almost like a star, like or like an asterisk kind of thing. Um, and it says opportunity while not a success opportunities can present new narrative options to aid your character in some way. And there's one that looks kind of like a, like a flame symbol and it's, it's a strife. It says this symbol adds strife to your character. Once your strife surpasses your composure, your character has some sort of outburst ill fitting for a samurai, which I think is kind of cool. That's because like you know, samurais, they have to like keep their composure and keep calm and da da da. And so wow, like that's very basically interesting. like enduring the issues of the world throughout the game. This is a this is a tabletop set. Like you buy, a, it's like a board game or it's it's a tabletop RPG. So, so it's like, like similar to D anD. d Oh, okay. So and it's, it's a got whole, like a it's cool just a system book and everything. Yeah, that looks really cool, Kevin. It, it I looks really want to cool. try it. I'm like tempted because it's it's like uh, I think it was fifty dollars for the standard. No, that's, forty forty dollars for the, that's the nothing. beginner. That's nothing. Fifty dollars for the core rule book. Fifty for um. They've already actually they've already released. I wonder if the article that I saw was just from. A, they've got some other like they've got like one expansion in here too already actually. I am, um, um, and then the game master's kit is only twenty. I really like the idea of having rules that aren't just succeed or fail. I think that's something I struggle with with D anD. D. I like having options. That's very cool, and that's just the dice. Yeah. So yeah, the dice kind of have that, and they've actually they've got a special dice app that allows you to do it. So that way you don't have like your players don't all have to go and buy special dice to be able to play. They so can just smart. get the dice app. So smart. Um, who is this company? This is uh, Fantasy Flight Flight Games. Okay. Well, good for them. That's games. smart as hell. I yeah. like it. It's it's super cool. And then like so you you notice on this it's got black and white dice. Yeah. Uh, so when players wish to make some kind of check, the game master first determines what it is they are trying to accomplish and which skills their character is utilizing. But there are many different approaches to these problems and the samurai on Rokugan rely on the guidance of the five elemental rings to help them succeed. Each ring represents a different way to approach a problem. So the rings are elemental rings. So it's air, earth, fire, water, and void, um, connected to air is precise, subtle, and cunning. To earth, defensive, thorough, and reassuring. 
Fire, flashy, creative, and inspiring. Water, affable, flexible, and perceptive. And void, mystical, wise, and instinctive. Players describe how they would like to approach the problem, and the Game Master determines which elemental approach they are using. At this point, the Game Master also determines how many successes the player needs to accomplish their, their task. Players then assemble a pool of dice using a number of white skill dice equal to their appropriate skill number, and a number of black ring dice equal to the character's ring value. So, the white dice are essentially how many you would get from... Let's just say like, oh, this is an acrobatics test. Yeah, yeah. Acrobatics okay. is, uh, I'll, you'd put it under water because it's flexible. So it's a water element. So whatever your acrobatics thing is, you're going to take number of dice equal to your uh, acrobatics skill and number of dice equal to your, um, your uh, where'd it go? Ring? The, is that what it is? Ring is what it's called? Yeah. The value of the water ring that you have for that character. So, like how how uh, focused on your water skills you are. Oh, that's so cool. So this is. <laughs> it's, empty. it's okay. <laughs> Woof. Um, so this is this is whoops. This is kind of the uh, um, this is like a replacement for the conventional D and D skills and skill checking, right? Or is are those still there? It's, and this is just an addition, it's, or is well, it just changed? It's a different system, so it's just it's different completely. Like it's not tied to Dungeons and Dragons. But I like that a lot. But yeah, I was yeah I was kind of reading through, and I just kind of skimmed through it first, and I was like, this looks kind of cool. And then I saw the different dice, and I went, well, hold up. And I started looking through the dice, and I went, oh, okay, this is actually really cool. I like this. So then I kind of read it a little more in depth, and decided I was actually going to talk about it. I won't lie, if you want to go halvesies on something like that and have it, and then we have a game night and play it with with the dudes, I would be very down to do that. I might. You know what else that could that possibly sounds be? so fun. Huh? That could. Be some because there'd been one of the one talk shows. about somebody wanting to or about us making a Patreon sometime soon. Oh. Um, that could be some patron exclusive uh content. Oh, if we wanted oh. to do that too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we would have to do a lot of um, testing and figuring it out, yeah, but we'd possible. Have to, we'd have to go through a handful of things before that could happen. Let but us know if that's interesting to you. Yeah, definitely let us know if any us. of you want to hear about that or listen to that. Because, I mean, if we're going to go halvesies at that point, we might as well make it part of the That'd podcast, be fun. right? It'd be very fun. Um, definitely let us know, because it is a little more work. Yeah. Um, but definitely let us know. We would love a great response on that. And, I mean, just playing the game anyway, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's possible that I may just, you know, get a hold of it, depending on if I have any special ways to... I. Oh, I'll just, oh, dude, yeah. Either way. Because <laughs> um, this like, sounds really cool. I love the idea. Is it just water, wind, fire, earth? Is that? Yeah, so those are the elements. Yeah, yeah okay. So it's uh, those... Water, wind, fire, earth, and uh, void. Oh, so there's five. five. Oh, yeah. shit. That's cool. So air, earth, fire, water, and then void. And then void is like mystical, wise, instinctive. So that'd be like... Um, Magic? Yeah, that'd be like magic type stuff, uh, like wisdom based uh, yeah, okay. abilities in D and D is what it would kind of equate to. And then fire would be like fire, <laughs> yeah, fierceness, fire. It's like flashy, shit like that. creative, and inspiring. So that's gonna be like your your more charisma type. Uh, this if sounds you wanna equate so it to D&D. cool. I want to try. It's out, right? It's yeah, yeah. It's available. Yeah, it's available okay. for purchase. Um, definitely need to look at where that's sold at. Uh, so yeah, the first can, I've heard of it. I'm only I'm seeing it on the Fantasy Flights game website. That's where I'm. Where oh, okay, I'm, uh, where you reading it? Yeah, um, that's where I was reading about it. It's just yeah, they just gave like a basic explanation of how the game works, 
Um, and it's looking like some of these dice that actually, when you look at them, they've got multiple on there. So like some of them, I'm seeing like some that have success and opportunity symbols on the same one, ones that have like explosive success and strife on the same one. I'm seeing some blanks, which I'm assuming if you get a blank, like nothing it's happens. Wow. I'm assuming it's just a nothing. Oh, okay. So, cause like you can, you can fail without it causing an issue for you kind of thing. So like it so, would essentially not be a success, but it wouldn't be, it wouldn't cause strife. Can I just say it's so cool of them to include an app with their, with their yeah. set? Because like, I mean, obviously people want the dice, but it comes with one set of dice, right? Yeah. It sounds like, yeah. So obviously not everyone's going to be able to have that set and buying a whole set would probably be expensive because they'd probably be the only ones with that set. And so, but making an app is just so much more genius. So the GM can have the physical set and then everybody else is using an app. A little hard to monitor, but, um, yeah, but that sounds awesome. Wow. So yeah, I found that pretty cool when I, uh, that's incredibly I cool. found it. So I'm like, yeah, let's talk about that. I'm hella down for that. So, but yeah, cause that's, I kind of, a lot of the whole like success failure type thing really reminded me of shadow run. And I, that was one thing I did enjoy about shadow run was the like, different way roles were determined yeah. outcomes yeah so, um yeah. i know river would probably be down to play that too that sounds fun as hell so he, we could get yeah. joseph in on that and uh and, and uh matthew yeah i bet that would i bet they would like that get that group together do the the four of you and i dm would be a hell a yeah thing we could probably do that for the podcast wink wink um <laughs> and if one of them wasn't available maybe we could throw Leif in there or something or hell yeah because i'm sure he'd probably be down for it Wow, good topic, Kevin. I liked that one a lot. Wow. I like when I find new uh, tabletop RPGs because yeah, sometimes when you said really tabletop, cool. I was like, I was like, oh, here we go, tabletop again, like another okay. tabletop topic. But that one was yeah. so cool. It's it's one of those yeah, like mine was very TTRPG. <laughs> like my my two topics were both TTRPG based, but they were still different enough to be worth you know noting both of them in the same. Oh day. yeah, definitely um we're a little we're we're not low but we're we're getting there on time um we have one last thing to talk about i think or at least i do uh and that is the movie we both saw okay uh or at least um, unless you have anything you want to get to i didn't have anything else after that no perfect then we're on the same page um yeah we could talk a little bit about dune because i wanted to talk to you about it because you left the theater right away so i didn't really get to talk about the movie with you a whole lot yeah i had to get rolling which by the way uh, Joseph and Lindsay canceled dinner plans on us, <laughs> and so me and Matthew went and had Wild River Pizza together, and huh. we had a great date. So Just had a yeah, cute little date. Yeah, we, Wild had a, River. we had a great date. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Matthew, you're uh, making your way around. First me, now Danny. Ooh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. So anyway, so Kevin, what? Uh, I guess. I mean, obviously, spoilers ahead. So careful yeah. so listening guess, to this. Yeah, Listen I, to it. We'll, we'll let you know before spoiler pops up. I guess. I guess um, I'd say like probably again if you're scared of hearing something that you don't want to hear about the movie in case it escapes at this point. You know, stay nerdy. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at this point, um, <laughs> stay nerdy. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, but you know, if you want to hear our opinions on it, you've already seen it. You haven't seen it. Don't plan on seeing it. Whatever. You know, stick around. Exactly. Um. So Kevin. Um. What what were your overall thoughts about the movie? And like out of ten, what would you give it? I want to say after your thoughts. Out of ten, because I know how I see, feel. That one's it's really hard for me to 
yeah, give that because to like quantify. Okay, so impressively, Ben Shapiro felt basically the same way about oh, the no. movie as I did. You can't throw his name in there. I'm sorry. Uh, I just no. I saw his tweet about it, and I oh, had it like God. we literally had the same opinion on the movie. Like it was a very well done movie. <laughs> yeah, it was a very good movie. I absolutely enjoyed Dune. I thought it was great, but it also just kind of randomly ended in the middle. Like it felt like I watched half a movie. Thank you, because I, I felt the same so, way. Like, even though I was sitting there for almost three hours watching this movie, it still, yeah, it felt like this was it not just a got complete started. movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. like we yeah. had just. I felt like the way I, the most apt way I described it when I got home was, um, because uh, Maddie was asking me about it. The most apt way that I can just describe it is, I feel like I read the first like three to five chapters of a book and then had to set it down yeah and it was just getting really interesting <laughs> like, yeah like it started to really play out and like explain like i started to understand into it, it and really be like okay here now i'm seeing what's happening now i'm understanding let's do this and then it was like the end and i'm like um wait wait w- but what what about the and the uh, wait 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 hang on i felt the same exact <laughs> way dude i because the movie like apparently like they are coming out with a sequel. There will yeah. be a Dune 2. Yeah, like clearly because it said part one. Part like one in the very beginning, stop. yeah. Um, I mean, unless it completely flops, but I don't see it doing that. I felt like it was slow, kind of. And like, not the whole movie was slow. I felt like it had slow parts. Yeah. Like, there was like a part, like when they're in the desert, he and his mom are in the desert. And I think that part's a little slow for me. They spend just a little too much time, I feel like. Uh, walking in the desert doing nothing. I mean, it's possible that they were just trying to accentuate the desert travel, like on purpose. Like, okay, they're going to be wandering the desert for a while. They've got to deal with the worms. Like, it could da-da-da. be. Yeah. Um, I also thought that they didn't, because in the trailer, because I, I watched the trailer when we went and saw Carnage, mm-hmm. um, and the trailer was crazy looking. Like the the trailer was like, oh, he's he's going to switch sides. He's going to be one of the other guys, and then they're all going to fight, and then. Blah, yeah. blah, none of that happens there was yeah there was like a bunch of stuff that happened it happens later <laughs> in the yeah like in the trailer that happened in the visions that he was seeing yes, in the movie yeah. that never came to be like so you started to get like the beginning of his visions started to appear mm-hmm. but the rest of them you didn't see anything even remotely close and you're like so is that not happening or yeah. Is that later, and that's going to be in the part two, or uh, where where are we with this? So I thought <laughs> I thought that it was a little late to bring the Fremen in because they they really kind of take the backseat the whole movie for being yeah, like they're his main focus right at the beginning, yeah. but they don't really appear until the end of the movie. Yeah, and it's not I don't I kind of wish we saw more of them. Like yeah, yeah, you see the guy watering the trees and some of the ones that are like in prison or whatever, yeah. but um, that's it. And you don't really see him much after that. You see one or two people, maybe. But the people, you don't really see the Fremen people a lot. It's really yeah. about the Atreides and the Harkonnens. Yeah. That's what you see in the first movie, which is fine. I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they get bombed by the Harkonnens, I was oh, like, yeah. oh, this is a this is spectacular. <laughs> yeah. I was no, like, was this crazy. is awesome. Um, I know when the, uh, the doctor, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. The <laughs> twist that got me very, very little times like dude twists like that yeah. get me because you usually see it coming. You're like, ah, it's the butler. You know, there was one there was one point. What I don't remember what it was, but something happened like really loud all of a sudden. I want to like it wasn't the bombing because that like we saw coming, but there was something that like hit all of a sudden. It was super loud and it kind of came out of nowhere. It made me jump so bad. 
Um, <laughs> you were sitting right next to me. Like, I don't know if you remember when I jumped it, real It wasn't bad, the lady, like, was it? Shouting at him when she tells him to, to kneel or what? It the, was. was. It, it was when she used the voice on him. It freaked that me out, too. That made me jump so it, bad because everything scared me was too. so quiet. And then all of a sudden, she's, she's like, like come here on your knees. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> Holy God. shit, yeah. Damn. Don't tell. Don't let her tell <sighs> you to do the dishes. Like, geez. <laughs> yeah, like, holy shit. Yeah, scared yeah. Scared the shit out of me. <laughs> um, I also liked... I. I told Matthew this too because he's he's read the books, so he's really into the movie. Um, I thought that there was a book series. I yeah. haven't read the books. I, I love probably that. that's should. so funny that you brought up that you felt like you read a book and then put it down um, because it is from a book. Um, which and, almost makes me wonder if like that's a large series of short novels, in which case we essentially just got the first book. <laughs> it's 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 like a trilogy and then two standalone books. Apparently, that's what Matthew it. told me. I'll probably end up reading them. Um, but what I told Matthew was it was really cool what they did with the main character and the, and the dad even like, so they're in this, if you haven't seen Dune, they're in this like empire. That's like, uh, that's like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a collective empire. There's different houses. Mm -hmm. And as far as I can tell, they conquer planets and they take care of them or watch over them or whatever. And they harvest them for resources and they make their own economy. That's from what I understand, it definitely sounded like it was very similar to like the Trade Federation in Star Wars. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly like that. Yes, like specifically and, just that, nothing else. Yeah, not like the Sith, but um, so it's kind of like that. But what's cool was you didn't have Dad who was like, "This planet is the most valuable planet in the solar system. We need to acquire it so that we can make money." He's like, "These people have been tortured by yeah. this other house. We need to help them." And we need to recruit them and then we can be powerful. Like that was a cool twist, I thought, because normally it's so easy to go for the like dad's like, oh, this is what we have to do. We're part of Atreides, you know, he seemed very good. King Arthur. Yeah. Like yeah. that kind of noble when it came to everything, like his focus was on the good of his people and the people he was governing. Yes. Rather than just providing whatever resource he was supposed to be in charge of providing. Yeah, the world building was good too, where like they were like he they he said something to him or like one of the one of his fellow people, the king did, and he was like he was like uh he was like, We need to help them and they're like they're like they've been under rule from the Harkonnens, bro. They were like, These people are fucked up. Like they these people are straight up being tortured. Like that's that's what you're walking into. Like, so they're not gonna trust you. Um and then the other th the other thing I was I thought was cool was like a lot of times when characters have like vision powers or future powers or future sight or whatever you call it, they they get the power it scares them and then they learn to harness it and they use it. What I thought was cool in the movie was like there's that scene where they're buried with his mom uh, in the tent, and, and he like can't snap himself out of that vision and he just freaks stuck. out on yeah. her. I loved that yeah. because he was like, "You turned me into a freak." being yep. being half of what you are you know like yep. i thought that was so cool because most of the time it's like oh i'm, I'm having a vision hang on we have to go you know or something like yeah. that but instead he was like bro i don't want this he's yep. like this sucks i feel was, like a freak it was like he it was almost like he had a panic attack on top of having the vision all of yeah. a sudden and, and you that just felt like it. he just lost it he he couldn't control anything he couldn't stop himself from having the vision he started like splurting out whatever was going on like saying it almost as though he had no control like over he was it having whatsoever. a bad trip yeah and then when he finally came out of it he was just pissed at his mom and that was it yeah yeah <laughs> i i, I appreciate 
appreciated that because yeah. I don't I don't like the whole like I'm the protagonist and I have a special power and I I'm using it. He's like, he hates it. He doesn't like yeah. it. Yeah, and that was he like there were a couple of times where he clearly kind of tried to leverage to the other people that he was supposedly that thing that they believed he was, but it was very clear outside of those moments that he didn't want to be that. Yes. Like he yeah. didn't want to be what they perceived to be the Messiah, but when, yeah. it, when he needed it, he kind of leveraged it a little bit. A little bit, but I mean, like it wasn't hard leverage. It was yeah. just like, it was just like, look, you're being secretive. If you want me to be exactly what everyone seems to think I am, I'm going to need your help. Yeah. You need to let us in. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, fun fact too, Dune, uh, is Warner Bros. biggest opening of the entire pandemic. Scoring in surprised. 40 million uh, opening weekend. Quite a bit. I'm, I'm not surprised because honestly, that kind of was like the best thing I've seen Warner Bros. put out in a same, little while. Same. Even <laughs> even, uh, even the Suicide Squad, right? Yeah. Even the Suicide Squad. I liked it, but tell you the truth, it still didn't hold a candle to anything Marvel or anything like bigger. And which sucks because Warner Bros. is huge. Yeah. Um, But, th- but Dune did. Dude, yeah. I'd say it was a, it was a real contender for being I, a great franchise. To tell you I the honestly, truth, honestly, it was so funny. I saw or so trilogy. when I went and saw Venom, um, with Maddie and a couple of her friends, mm-hmm. um, that the like preview for that came up, and we were kind of talking about it a little bit. And one of the things that was on there was they showed a review that was like the next Lord of the Rings and Star Wars, da da da. And she was like, you can't cross Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. That doesn't work. <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. They're trying to say that this is like, it's going to be the next um, like big series type yeah, thing, big movie yeah. series type thing, Which like right. Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. And honestly, if they keep the momentum, like what they have with this, aside from the whole, I feel like I watched half a movie. I feel like I watched <laughs> yeah. the first five chapters of a book and put the book down. Um, aside from that, I honestly think they absolutely could. Yeah, I uh I think that they're going to keep going with it. This is I mean everyone's loving it. The the critics are raving about the movie. They like it a lot. Um I, I it's a long movie. So for people with like like for example like Lindsay, she didn't yeah, she did not jive with it. It's didn't a long have the bladder movie. for it. <laughs> yeah, it's a long movie. You got to sit there and you definitely have to soak in the information because they throw yep. a lot at you, like yeah. a lot of terminology, a lot of politics, a lot of like world building, which mm-hmm. they have to. Yeah. Um, but it's crazy that on almost three hour movie felt so beginning yep. compared to what is to come. And so obviously I, th- I think the sequel is going to be so much better. I feel like oh, the yeah. sequel, they're going to do so many more fun things with how much they set up. It's going to be really easy for them to do like to have an exceptional sequel that still leaves room for them to make a third, fourth, however many they want to make. Um, they, they laid a lot of groundwork in that first movie. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it too. And, um, I'm excited for the second one. I wish we saw the sandworms a little more. Yeah. I was kind of sad we didn't Those see a whole lot cool. of them. They were sick as hell. Oh my god, that one where there was somebody riding the sandworm I was like, "What?" Yeah, I know because they pulled out because that was the f- second time. And then like when the doctor lady is leaving and she's like, she's like, "I have to go report this." She pulls out the little hook things, and I was mm-hmm. like, "What is she doing? She's she's attracting the worm to her. What is she doing?" 
and then they kill her and you don't find yeah. out what she was doing. And then you see the guy riding the sandworm. You're like, she was going to ride the worm. Yep. What? She's going to ride a sandworm. I, I had no clue. I was clueless. Um, it did, they did not make it seem like it was something you could do. Yeah, no, not at all. Because those things are m- so massive. Yep. I, I wish I saw them like jump out of the sand and like kind of like arc over the over the land. That would have been cool. Um, and... Uh, Oh, shoot. I was going to talk about something else, too. Um, oh, and what was also cool is that the kid's visions weren't always true. Um, yeah. Because in one of his visions, the guy that he duels at the end and kills is someone teaching him in his yeah. visions. And he was like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not going to teach you anything, which is cool. So yeah, his visions was, don't always were, come true. They were ever changing, it seemed. So it's yeah. like they would kind of morph as they went. It was almost like he learned from the visions. And so, like... Yeah, he had visions that that guy was going to teach him stuff, which is probably why he didn't want to fight him. But he also had visions of that fight where that guy killed him. Yes. And then he ended up killing him. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, it was almost like some of it he learned and some of it he didn't. So it it was cool. I liked that. It's uh, it's awesome that they did that too, because like when you have like someone with vision powers or whatever, it's kind of like seeing into the future, right? And then you're like, oh, so whatever came true, he can see the future. But with this, it's like time is malleable, like future is uncertain. You make your future. Yeah. Um, so just because he has a vision that he dies doesn't mean that he's going to die. It means that there's going to be some kind of event that could potentially kill him, but it's up to him to change it, Yeah. which I thought was awesome. And it definitely felt like um, uh, also like some of those visions where it was showing him like having killed many people or at least it seemed like he had massacred people and they were just piled in a body like in a a pile in front of him all these bodies like it almost felt like he was trying to resist that too like he was he was like okay it's not i'm seeing these things that are going through and that kind of like ferociousness that kind of ferocity not me so like whatever i have to do to make sure that doesn't come true i'm gonna do especially when he started seeing like i saw this vision this happened and then he does something and it that vision doesn't come true in fact the opposite happens like it seemed like he was starting to realize like he can forge his own path he's just getting glimpses of where his path is currently taking him right yeah yeah and so it kind of guides him a little bit so it's like oh don't go there um i always i also thought that the characters were really well made too like you really um you really feel like they're they're the one character duncan you don't really even see a whole lot of duncan he's there in the beginning um duncan is there when the kid wants to go to uh the fremen planet and duncan's like ah you can't go you're not allowed to go and uh, he's like okay i can't go and then you see duncan afterwards and then you see duncan during the fighting and then duncan dies and so you don't really see a whole lot of duncan but what you do see of him is so likable and it's so relatable and you believe the connection between the mc and duncan so much that I mean, you're like, uh, this guy's going to die. He's too good of a dude. But um, it, the characters were so well made. The dad, the the guy, the mentor, the doctor even. Like, they were all just really well made characters. Honestly, even though he was kind of a dick, I kind of liked Josh Brolin's character. Who's that? Uh, he was the, like, the general that was, ne- like, right next to um, uh, Paul's dad the entire time. He was the yeah, one who took yeah, okay, over yeah. training when uh, um, Duncan, Duncan was yeah. on the planet. Yeah, yeah, I do like. I did like him a lot. It's, you, they had a good. Know, they had a good. Josh Brolin is the same guy that played Thanos, right? 
No, I didn't. Yeah, so no that, that wonder he looked familiar. Okay, no wonder he looked familiar. You could hear it in his voice every now and again. Whenever his voice got really low I when inevitable. he was talking about thing, you heard Thanos perfectly. It was that's just like, hilarious. Ah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, Dune, if I had to put a number on it, I would probably say the lowest rating I would give it is in like an eight. Lowest. I mean, that's low end for me. If if I had to go low, I mean, because I went up and down with it because yeah. it was so it was so long and I ended up wanting so much more out of it at the end that like I feel like it could have been a 10 if it had like five hour runtime <laughs> and, I mean, and, and that Zach five Snyder hours went cut. smooth. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it was Zack Snyder on us um that's that's how i felt about it um uh, i did think that like i said there were a couple parts that were a little slow um just moments that were slow i think but i mean you have to have them sometimes to world build yep it's not especially not that when it was you're a starting something new like that yeah exactly um building a universe so having those slow moments at the beginning and having essentially what felt like half a movie was probably something that although it's going to get some negative attention from a lot of people when it comes to the movie i honestly think in the long run it's going to pay off for yeah them. it's like giving up the ratings now for the ratings later yeah and it's like it's like investing in the movie's future which is so smart and it's it's not like they're losing much considering again like you said it was the top grossing opening day um yeah for the for warner bros for the pandemic the duration of the pandemic yeah <laughs> so like obviously it's doing good clearly they did something right all we have to count on now is that warner bros does not screw it up yep because they've done it before yep and they have turned people away that are great yep Zack snyder <laughs> i rest did in peace i did have to laugh far too much um there's a, a game dev that i follow on twitter her name is uh alana pierce and why do i know that name i don't know okay but she <laughs> she tweeted out a uh a, she sent out a tweet that was like i too have visions of making out with zendaya <laughs> <laughs> that that's like, really funny <laughs> and literally the almost the entire comment section was like here here also <laughs> i liked i liked the ships too the ships were really cool yeah the ships were really creative they're like dragonflies they flap their wings and then like that part when they go to save the people and the wings shut down and they just dive bomb i was like because yeah. <laughs> they free cool. fall that's it was so cool um very cool movie very cool world building a lot of funny moments too like yeah. a lot of funny moments and moments that you could like laugh at to yourself mm -hmm. because you're like ha <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, like they had they had the right amount of just like sprinkle comedy yeah. into an action movie like that. Like great job. They on weren't. That. It didn't feel like they were overdoing it with the comedy. It felt like it was. It just it came naturally. Like it belonged there. Yeah, um, we got a couple minutes left. So, uh, Dune, great movie. Loved um, it. I'm gonna try and get back into streaming. So, if, oh yeah, you know, fuck! I need to help you set that up. To follow my direction for when I do finally get back on a Twitch, I'm honestly not sure what I'm going to end up streaming though. That's like my biggest thing for me right now, aside from getting it because I want to like welcome to my world. <laughs> I'm one of those completionist type people where it's like I'm very focused on getting uh, my stream a hundred percent set up with all the things that I want to do with like the night bot and the other stuff yeah. um, before I finally launch. 
that like I've got a handful of things that I need to straighten out first. But the big thing is figuring out what it is that I want to stream when that time comes. So I guess if there's anything that you guys want to see me stream, go ahead and send me that in an email as well. I can also take suggestions there. Um, if not, then there's a good chance that I may like just start off playing like Diablo 2 Resurrected or Terra first and then just see where I go from there. That's how a lot of people do it. I mean, I would just play something you feel comfortable playing and something you can talk to people about and with, you know? I mean, I could probably play Terra and converse with people for a while. Yeah. So that'd probably be one. Or like, I don't know. I might, like, I could probably easily do Minecraft too if I wanted to do it that way, but Hell I yeah. don't really, I don't know if I want to start off as a Minecraft streamer when I boot back up. <laughs> what's, what's the Twitch going to be? Uh, it'll be the same Snug Gaming. Okay. Um, my same snug gaming so it'll be check same your twitter. As my twitter yeah yep cool switch.tv slash snug gaming um um and if you're a part of any of the discords that i'm a part of like in the promo corners where i'm allowed to do so i'll absolutely you know put out there when i'm going live if you haven't followed yet right um well uh other than that i mean dude i've had a, such a good time recording today like yeah. I, ah, today felt good to record i'm really glad we put it off yesterday and came today because i would I'm not have had the same energy book straight over to my parents because i've got family dinner oh shit it's 6 p.m like so anyway ago. send us e emails uh send us emails suggestions topics uh check out kevin's twitch um and everybody everything else we all appreciate you we love you uh thank you for listening all of you please stay safe stay happy and above all else stay nerdy we'll catch you in the next one have a wonderful evening <laughs>